Welcome to the place where chats, Jesus, and good shenanigans collide. It's the Restored and Reconciled Podcast, and I'm your host, Selena C.C. Owsley. How y'all doing? I hope all is well. Listen, this is a special uh, episode because I'm at work, and this throws back into uh, my Testimony Tuesday days with Wives and Waiting, and that's a whole nother part of this episode today, but let's get into things. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome. Hope that you enjoy yourself while you're here. Know that this is a space where faith in Jesus reigns, and it's okay to ask your questions. It's okay to wonder. If you're wandering and you need to wander, do that. I have learned this week from one of my good sisters, Gabrielle Queen G. Gibson, that the wander usually gets you into a right place with God. So, I will not hold you long. Uh, today's episode is, uh, it's a good one. We're going to talk about legacy. And one thing that I have come to learn is that legacy is what you make it. Um, I was at what is one of the most insightful places to be. I was at a funeral over the weekend. And at that funeral, I heard some beautiful things said about the deceased. And it was the whole process, the, the style of funeral, the style of the program and the the rituals, all that that was done, um, it was faith-based, it was Christian, but it was from a different denomination. And so this particular denomination handles things expeditiously, and everyone still gets to say what they need to say, and the person who is the focus is still celebrated. But it went quick, and I wasn't mad at it. So... In that, I had a moment to reflect, and it got me to thinking, what would be said? It's like, what's said when you're gone? What are you doing right now that establishes what someone else can pick up and continue with after you're no longer handling So... When I started to hear the accolades and the adoration of uh, Mr. John, uh, God bless his family, Uh, he is uh, a dear friend of my parents. And so there were some beautiful things that his children said about him and then his sons from the community. Again, I'll get into that in a second. But it took me, after we left the service and I was driving my mom home, I kept saying to myself, Lord, where does this go? Because I like this was this was really a beautiful experience. And the Lord took me to Proverbs 22, verse 1. And I'm going to read from the New King James. And it says that a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches loving favor rather than silver and gold. So in the footnotes, uh, it talks about, I love the footnotes in my study Bible. 
Because they lit. They they explain everything. Get you a good study Bible. If you're new to the faith, if you're a veteran of the faith, get a study Bible. Don't get these little Bibles that don't explain everything. I want you to get a good Bible. So the footnotes in my Bible say that a good name is the reward of good behavior, a token of the esteem of family and community, and one of wisdom's most valuable prizes. Living wisely and traveling the path of wisdom results in a good name. Solomon chose wisdom, walked this path, and received a good name. After years of walking the wise path, Solomon tragically compromised his convictions about God and wisdom. In the end, all his wealth and power could not salvage his good name. Reference 1 Kings 11 verses 1 through 13. This admonition urges us to keep our eyes on the Lord, trusting him to give us the power and strength to keep walking in the path of wisdom. So when I was sitting in the service, uh, one of the first people to get up and speak was uh, one of his sons, one of his biological sons, and he has two. So Mr. John's sons were so proud of their dad. And they even said at one point, I'm not too sure if I lived up to what standards he had, but I'm thankful for what he put in me because even though I didn't always do everything right, I still pressed my way and found success in this life. And I know the bulk of that is due to my father's teachings. My father was strict was stern, but he loved us and he let us know that he loved us. So there was another gentleman that got up and he talked about how he grew up in the same church that they were all raised in. And Mr. John took him under his wings. He was like, I was like their little brother. He was like, and the one thing that he was like, I didn't have a dad. I didn't have my father, but Mr. John was like my dad. He was my father. He taught me, you got to take care of a woman. You got to open her doors when she getting in and out of cars and opening all her doors. You better provide for her and take care of her. And I was like, that is amazing. And there were other men. And that was the other part of it that got me. There were, you know, there were women present like his nieces, his daughter, um, his daughter-in-law, you know, granddaughters, all that. But when I tell you these men got up, these men got up and they said, I didn't know or understand computers, but Mr. John taught me how to work a computer. He was an engineer at GE. He was born. And he instilled in me all these great, um, all these great skills. And he taught me stuff that I just didn't get from home. And I'm part of the man that I am today is because of Mr. John. And I was like, that is so amazing. When you pour into others, mind you, these were men that were young men in the community. Like he poured into his community. He gave all the way back. His sons even said, you know, when you hear the phrase, we get it out the mud, like my father literally 
came from dirt. He came from a rough, ugly part of town. He was like, he took us back to his hometown in Kentucky and showed us everything that he came from and showed us where we are now. And I was like, that's dope. Like when you are, when you are out here living a right life, when you choose to commit your ways to the Lord, the Bible tells us that he is going to bless that. The Bible literally tells us that a man can plan his, he can make plans for his life. But the Bible reminds us that the Lord is who orders our steps. If we are willing to commit our ways to the Lord, if we're willing to commit our hands and what we put our hands to back to God, take all your skills and talents, take the things that make you unique and who you are and say, Lord, I don't want to just use this so that I get glory or that I get the pat on the back or I get told that I'm so wonderful and special. But Lord, I want you to be glorified in that. Be glorified in the fact that I have this unusual vocal range. Lord, be glorified in the fact that, you know, I have this uncanny ability to organize things in really wild ways and I can tailor it to the person who needs the organization. Give those things back to the Lord. These are the things that make us unique, but they also set us up to be able to pour that into other people. These skills and talents that we have aren't necessarily just for us. It is so that somebody else can receive what you have. And the Lord will literally send people alongside you who get fired up about it. Take your vision, take your goals and dreams, and they will help you execute it. So that in the event that you are no longer here, your works, your uh, legacy, your ideas, they continue on. I have been blessed to literally witness the joys and the beauty of a good legacy. It is like having a good name. It is the value of a solid legacy is priceless. I have had the privilege for the last three years to be part of a women's ministry that I uh, was introduced to by uh, Shalonda Richardson. Shay Rich, I love you. Um, she promoted Wives in Waiting. She talked about Bible studies and things like that. And I was like, who really? Like these are women of God and they out here really teaching the word? Let me see. And at the time I was literally, I was physically, mentally, spiritually exhausted. I was toe up, I was battered. I was like a week or two outside of my accident and I was really struggling on just everything. And so when I found Wives in Waiting, I went in with my head down, just trying to see what I could see. And when I crazily agreed to get a prayer partner, it was like the Lord said, oh, you want a prayer partner? Oh, I got you a prayer partner. And the Lord said, I'm on me, Odette Ray. She is hands down one of my favorite people. 
But when I tell you it, that introduction, having wives in waiting, having women in my life like Amomi, like Shantae Truscott, like Shalonda Richardson, like Gracia Cooper, like Kristen Bush, like Gabby Gibson. Oh, I could go on. Shakria Thomas. Oh, get you a Shakria, okay? Um, having this cavalcade, this this array, this armory of women, I have been shaped and transformed from a woman who was bent over and determined to just hide out from everything and everybody to avoid rejection, disappointment, heartache, to loving fearlessly, loving recklessly with just total abandonment and loving on everybody. I love hugging people because sometimes, and in this climate, we need to hug. Human touch is a lost art. Healthy, holy human touch isn't lost art. And we need that. And when I tell you that my life and the legacy of my family, my marriage, my future children, all of that has been changed because I literally got in wives and waiting and the Lord got a hold of me in a way that I don't know it he could have anywhere else and I believe him for anything at this point and my faith is solid it's secure and I know that the work that was done in wives and waiting for so many women not just in our local areas of influence but literally around this world we have affected the legacies and the bloodlines of women around this world. They are literally on fire for the Lord and they are forever changed and pursuing God in a way that they probably didn't even think was possible. And it's all because one woman 10 years ago said, yes, I will seek out what I need through God in other women and I will get other women together that want what I want as it relates to God. And it has changed everything for so many of us. So the legacy, even though wives in waiting is ending, we now have legacy. Shante Truscott has legacy in each and every member and leader of Wives in Waiting to go out in the world and affect change and claim all the territory, all the people for the kingdom of God and for his righteousness, for his namesake. We stand toe to toe with anything that tries to oppose it and we stand and lock arms so that we can serve the women that are around us so that we can give the best of us to this world and do it for the sake and the cause of Christ. So I encourage you, if your legacy doesn't look like you want it to, 
if you feel like there are some things that you need to change in your life, it's not too late. And I'm telling you, you can make that change today. You can literally make that change right now. If you are not saved and you want to experience the best of this life and you want to experience peace and you're going and coming and you don't want to look over your shoulder anymore, you don't want to keep making the same mistakes with the same people in the same crowds doing the same mess, if you want to make changes so that your legacy is solid and it's beautiful and it's something that people can take and continue on for you, I dare you to give God a try. And if you want to be saved, we can take care of that right now. Please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I don't want to sin anymore. I want to live for you and I want to be right in your eyes and I want a right, beautiful relationship with you. Come into my heart. Save me because I believe that you sent your son Jesus to live for me, to die on the cross for me, be buried and be raised on the third day. And I want his Holy Spirit in my life. I want to live a right life and I want to be transformed. I want to be renewed and I want to be restored and you know, to a right place with you. In Jesus name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that you are saved. Welcome to the family. Find a Bible believing church. Get in your word get accountability, and find healthy community. If you need help with that, look no further. You got a good start right here. And if you reach out to me, send me a message on Instagram at the Restored and Reconciled Podcast. Look for me. Shoot me a message and say, hey, CC, I got saved today. Where do I need to go from here? I'll get you where you got to go. If you are saved and you just need a refreshing, a restart, you want that restoration from the Lord, I pray that the Lord grants it to you. That, Lord, you have your way in your son's and daughter's life. That whatever they stand in need of, Lord God, you meet that need. Hold them close. Let them know that you are not ever going to leave or forsake them. Remind them that they are yours and you are theirs and you're not letting go. And Lord, we just love you. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, remember, you don't want to be like Solomon was on the back end. Continue to stand for the Lord. Do not compromise. Don't take down. Don't change. If you know that you have right relationship with God, don't compromise that. Continue to read your word. Continue to pray. Continue to do everything to keep yourself holy and set apart so that God can use you and he can be glorified. I love y'all. Continue to stay 
strong in the Lord. Listen, this is a Restored and Reconciled podcast. I have been your host, Selena C.C. Owsley. And never forget, a good name and a good legacy is priceless. Love you.